welcome to Yeah But Still. Jack here by myself once again. Lonely boy over here. Uh, but I'm joined this week by... I'm actually... I need to give you guys a proper intro. Nick and Evan uh, of Channel 5. The the other two members of Channel 5 previously, All Gas No Breaks. The, uh, the two behind the scenes. This is a very, very rare peak. Uh, first podcast appearance, would you say? Yeah. Is that first, safe first, to say? First, first one. Yeah. Um, welcome. Very happy to have you guys. Thank you. Thank you. You guys have been through. Be you guys here. have been with uh, Andrew since the very beginning, right? Yeah. Nah, you know what? Yeah. More or less. Get in close to the mics. More, more like that. Yeah, yeah. Right, like right. right almost kiss it. Right up in there. Good? Yeah, you, that's great. Has um, anyone ever come on here and like use like a like a sexy voice to try to sound cool? No. That would be, we would probably call them out immediately. <laughs> Are you sure? Let's do you want to try it? No one's, no one's gotten away with it. One. No, I'm not even going to do it. I was oh, just yeah. wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people kind of, the only time anybody's acted weird, it wasn't even that weird. But Was it that guy who's a professional falcon breeder? Who was over no, he's the man. Thing? Yeah, he's the man. Doesn't he I have love like him. falcons like nut on his glove? I don't know if they nut, nuts on the glove. You were saying that last time I was over here, I'm pretty sure. I don't think he nuts. He puts mice on he the glove. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I don't even know. You're just no, lying. What it is is that the falcon breeders wear a special hat that has some like pheromo- falcon pheromones in it. And then the falcons come and like hump the head of the falcon breeder. I'm pretty much like everyone. Are you just making I'm, this up? No, like every uh, dude in Silver Lake the has that hat. He told has me that. the falcon hat. Yeah. Oh yeah, you guys met him at my birthday met, party. I met him, yeah, and he he was telling me about like the falcon like bucket hat that they wear. That's basically like a breeding. Oh, he hasn't hat. told me about this. Uh, honestly, I was just I trying talked to him. Like Adam has an hour and a half. Adam has just, birds fucking his head. I was, I was fascinated. I was trying to instigate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Evan was completely making shit up. But, yeah, but that he was, was actually that was absolutely he false. was coincidentally right. I was kind of right. There, yeah. Well, I remembered I remembered the context of like there being some sort of weird falcon sexuality thing going on. Yeah, that b- that bird's been here in the backyard before. I thought you meant like in the studio. <laughs> oh no, I wish this was like <laughs> you know, Jasper. Shout out to Jasper, the the hawk. I don't remember the <laughs> Cooper's hawk. To Cooper's hawk. How do you think you like get into that and have that be your thing that you're known for? Is you know, oh, he just... explained. He was on the podcast. He explained it in detail. Oh, really? But it's like you have to do. It's pretty. Um, you know, it's pretty serious. You have to do like a apprenticeship that i think i think is like three years and then you <laughs> apply like eighty thousand dollars dude it's yeah. then you have to apply like you can't just go grab a bird no like as a civilian you have to like sleep in bed with you have falcons. to get you have to get like a permit once you're like licensed and then you could trap a bird or you could buy one did you ever read that book my side of the mountain when you were growing up no it's like this kid who goes to upstate new york and lives in a tree and has like a falcon that hunts for him wow it's pretty sick um but anyway very happy to have you guys on here um I've wanted to, I mean, I know you already have some stories that you were planning on telling me. Do you want to, you were going to tell me one like right before we started recording. Do you want to start with that or should we talk about something else and get to that? What do you say? I guess we could probably get into it somehow. Um, But I mean, just dive right into it. I wanted to have you guys on because you're rarely in front of the camera. I mean, I just heard about you fighting somebody um, Mm -hmm. in one of the recent videos, but yeah, you know, we've had Andrew on a couple of times. He has stories for days and I just... After hanging out with you guys a couple times, I realized that you have like just as many, but maybe even more because you aren't out there telling them. So you have like all of these ones yeah. like pent up. We've got some. We got some really strange ones. Definitely locked away. A hundred percent. Definitely 
the I think the biggest challenge is just trying to even remember them. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Like, they kind of pile up on top of each other. Well, let's start with the pickup artist guys because you just showed me this really, <laughs> really, really good pickup artist video before we got here, and you filmed. You went to Vegas and filmed with all these pickup artists. Yeah, yeah, that one was that one was fun, honestly. I mean, filming it was on it was terrible, not because the guys sucked. I mean, the guys were were they cool? Well, they were. I mean, they were pickup artists. Yeah. Like, did they pick you up? They didn't, but they did physically pick up various women on the street. That's like, like one, oh, like lifting them, like lifting them. Like one of their things is like closing physically. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to like establish physical contact as <laughs> soon as possible in order to not get friend zoned. So Wait, like, so they would like lift them up? Yeah, they would like. How did pick. that go? Can you describe this for me? Yeah, so basically, imagine like a fifty-five-year-old man approaching maybe like a twenty-year-old girl who's out with her friend for the first time in Las Vegas, and they're walking around. They're feeling kind of insecure. They don't know where they are geographically. And this dude like pulls up on her in like a studded jacket and starts like, you know, just trying to mac on her in like the weirdest possible way. This is exactly like what everybody fears is going to happen like in a, Vegas. Just like a dude saying shit that you could never imagine hearing maybe outside of middle school or like summer camp. Uh-huh. Like, like 14-year-old style, like... You are you are so pretty, like da da da. My favorite line from the pickup artist <laughs> video, just as an example of how weird their tactics are, is uh, Vince, the leader, sees a girl who's uh, like smaller, and he, the first thing he says to her is, "Ah, oh, this." He's also Swiss, so he has a funny accent. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. He says, "Ah, oh, this is so portable. <laughs> this is so portable." <laughs> and then he like reaches, like lunges to like grab her waist and lift her in the air. Uh, yeah. Did it work? Portable. No, it's too ran away. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I was gonna say, do most people just run away? Most of the people um would like approach me and Andrew after and then our homie Susan who was helping us film because I think Nick was I think you were you were working on something in the Bay Area or something. No, I had just finished the Hop Twins documentary. Right. And right. so I like took a break. And when I was when I got back home in Marin, I like went and visited the Hoff Twins. And they, I was like, what are you guys doing tonight? And they were like, we're going to Vegas. And I was like, oh, my friends are in Vegas doing this video on pickup artists. You guys should um, maybe go meet up with them. And that's how they ended up like crashing. Right. And we did the Hoff that. Twins, for those who don't know, they're, those are like the rapper twins that you guys those are, doc on. Those are two kids mm -hmm. that Nick made a documentary on. He went to high school with them. Oh, you went to high school with them? I went to high school with them, yeah. yeah. We didn't tell the pickup artists that they were coming. Oh, my God. Nick, yeah, just, I mean, kinda, like, Nick just called Andrew and was like, yo, the twins are in town. I feel like the twins Andrew. just have, like, natural pickup artist swag. So I feel like that would just, like... They have that's, different approaches. That's one, that's one yeah. way to say it, yeah. yeah. Like, the pickup <laughs> artists, like, they're not natural hunters... But they're kind of like trying their best <laughs> and are very chaotic. They're more like they're more like gatherers. Yeah, it's like a pack of yeah, it's like a pack of hyenas, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like two lions walk in. Yeah, and um, it's like the hyenas turn into little puppies. They definitely they definitely didn't really get along with each other that well. Oh, I'm uh, sure. But I will say, I I I like Vince a lot. I think he's a good guy. He seems nice. He's I a, mean, he's the a, pickup artist has evolved over he's time. A, he's a well intentioned caring sensitive man who happens to be a swiss pickup artist with a giant pink mohawk who wears giant platform boots and a studded vest and uh, does does like it's not really like street harassment but like it may come off as that but yeah his students really but he's awesome his students really look at him like like he's their dad 
Yeah. And he play and he's a good father. It's weird kind to of. not really. He misleads them in in many ways, but they seem f- they all seem funny and nice. I, I don't think way. I don't think Vince really misleads his his yeah. students or disciples. He has like a his his p- payment plan is based on like how much you can afford. He's not yeah. like roping people along. Not he's in, like a he's not way. like a hyper capitalist. He's more of just like a let's have fun type of guy. Yeah, there are a lot of pickup artists who like really want to make money. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. Well, that's what most of them are doing now. Right. I think like. The first phase was kind of early internet, definitely pre, I mean, maybe Facebook was just kind of launching, but like, um, like mystery and those guys, you know, like the forums. And then they immediately had a TV show, which was huge. And it was just like, kind of like this big joke. Um, but there was a huge fucking boom. But the weird thing of that, like when I remember, I remember when that came out, it kind of made sense culturally because it was like. Um, things were still in person, like for the most part. Um, and it was obviously like a big challenge. Like if you weren't good at like talking to somebody in person, you, it was no good for you. This is like pre dating apps. Like you had to meet people in person. Now it's like online is where most of dating takes place and like pickups. And now these guys like just make stuff for the internet, YouTube, and they've become these kind of like business coach dudes as well. I mean, um, the Venn diagram between, like, pickup artistry and, like, combat sports and cryptocurrency <laughs> is yeah. just, like, basically one circle. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, well, Vince seems to be more of, like, the classic type, like, oh, I'm going to go, like, talk to this person, break the ice. Like, everybody's more awkward now. That's the funny thing. Like, like everybody's more awkward interacting in person. Um, People don't really do it. No, yeah, it's and that's why it's extra creepy to go and do that type of cold approach because it's like we're we're yeah. definitely moving towards more of sort of like a Scandinavian social structure where it's like if I don't know you, why the hell are you talking to me? I mean, in some <laughs> it's dude, like a I, weird thing to do to like run up on someone on the street and be like, like "Hey, you're, you're gorgeous. You yeah. dropped your pen." <laughs> Fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, like I get it. Like when maybe pre cell phone, like yeah. fuck it. You know, if you why, don't have any other option. Right, but the fact is, mainly there for women, are much better options now. Yeah, this is a major advancement <laughs> for women to be able to like look at, scope out a guy before they hang out with him, right. get a vibe, right? Look at the mutual, like you know, just like is he see wearing, if he's a psychopath. Is he wearing a felt hat with a feather in it? Yeah, Google is search, he, make sure there's no d- felonies. Does he go to the hat store and buy a hat? Yeah, like oh, yeah. that's a big, that's a is huge he red a flag. Boat or is he wearing? Does he look like Zorro? <laughs> yeah <laughs> does he is he uh, heading to like a boho wedding mm-hmm. does he drive a sprinter van with giant like bull horns on the front you know is you that know a red flag is that a red flag that's a red flag that's something i saw the other day in a home depot parking lot. i was with you yeah you were oh yeah you were there. what does it what does it say to you what that is that when you see the horns on the on the boho van well i just saw this like strange european couple walk out and head almost into Home Depot. Yeah. And then this dude turned towards his, I'm assuming she was his partner because mm-hmm. they were in a sprinter van together, obviously living their best life. And he like reprimanded her and sent her to go sit in the car. Oh. So then she was like sitting oh, yeah. in there and he went into Home Depot and I went into Home Depot and came back out and she was sitting there like not even on her phone or anything, just like staring forlornly at the like window. Dude, isn't that like verbatim what Brian Landry did before? 
Oh yeah, he murdered. <laughs> dude, they were actually like, oh, they were that like that's literally, literally what he did. He like, like <laughs> every time out in the van. <laughs> they were like the European parallel for sure. Oh god, like Norwegian Gabby Petito was just like crying in the Sprinter van. I mean, that's that was a huge tragedy, and I did not want to make light of it, but it yeah. was like no, that yeah. wasn't for funny a person who, who mistrusts. I have a huge amount of mistrust for. Like van life community, yeah, like those types, mm. yeah. I don't Very know. suspicious. The hey, just quit your job and travel, like type guy. Like, I've been ran out of my community for being a weirdo. Now I just <laughs> go from like yeah, town yeah. to town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Like no, I just like to move from place to place, like every week, uh, for my own sake. Yeah. You know. It's not because uh, I'm right. leaving a trail of destruction right, in my past. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, like, exactly. As dudes who have like gone from place to place for a long time while doing something and while like working full time on making something, like even that can like just kind of suck at times. Well, yeah. Like you want sort of a balance between like a community and then like mm-hmm. you hear that voice crack. You want you want like commu- <laughs> you want like a community and then you want to like you know maybe be on the road. But like if you're just kind of like floating. And your job is like convincing people that you're having fun. That just sounds awful. You guys travel so much. It's absolutely insane. And Andrew is even worse. Like trying to lock him down for even even like an afternoon hang is insane. Like you'll hit him up in the morning and he'll be, I'll be like, dude, what's your day like? And he'll be like, pretty clear. But like I might go to Cincinnati tonight. I'm not sure. I'm like thinking about it. And just like. Dude, he loves going to Cincinnati. No, I don't know just what like it is. Just a drop of the hat will like go to some fucking random place. He's and a like, big fan of the Cincinnati, yeah, the he, baseball team. He has red season tickets. Is he tickets. really? Or are you yeah. lying? Like, cause I always he, pick that at he random. He just has to watch the games. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this is like a long tangent. We are talking about the pickup artist stuff. I want to like get back to that really quick. Um, I mean, what were we talking about? <laughs> well, we were talking about just like general PUA stuff. And oh, then yeah. we were talking about the video we you made. You guys sent me that guy. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah. Mm. Well, that guy was, I mean, I don't want to go on a whole tangent of this guy, but you sent me one where it was like a guy who was clearly in like, where was he? Thailand or something? I'm assuming. He was an expat pickup yeah. artist, yeah. which is like a whole different. Yeah. It's easier to convince people in Southeast Asia that you're. Yeah, so you're the man, you're not even they don't understand what you're saying. You're yeah. not speaking their language. The video you sent me before, it's not good to watch on the podcast, but it's like a guy's like a recap video of his life uh from 2021 and it was like muscle game. What, what was it? Money, muscle and game, yeah. And game. game. Yeah, money, was the muscle last one. And he really game. missed out on the alliteration opportunity he there. He did. He definitely did, yeah. He money, muscle and macking. Macking. There we go. Yeah. See? Yeah. The three M's. Mindfulness. But it was like, <laughs> the muscle was like him with this like boxing coach. And he was just like, kind of like hitting the speed bag a little bit. Like not, he's not good at boxing. No. And then he, like grappling a dude on the ground. He's also like not necessarily in shape for someone who's no, making was, a video with a cinema camera I about don't, being, I, I being don't, hit. I don't envy this, this guy. No. <laughs> the point of the video is to be like, oh, that guy's cool. I want to be him. Well, the whole time you're watching it, unfortunately, you're like, <laughs> thank God. Damn, he made me. a video of this. He made this video. <laughs> like no matter how cool the video is, if you're making a video about how you're sick. Yeah. The first thing people are thinking about is, damn, he hired somebody to make this video. That's crazy. Well, well, at the end of the video, he announces to the camera, like, this isn't a promotional video. This is just a day in my life. Yeah. And then, like, like two minutes later, he's like, subscribe. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, there's a part where he's in a, a black studio, and it's, like, lit from the top. It's like, yeah, yeah dude, I was just in that studio. Yeah. Like that. He's Every like, day. He's, like, in a limousine with his one homie and, like, a bunch of mm-hmm. prostitutes. <laughs> just like, well, yeah. dude. 
he it goes it like shows the muscle and then it goes to money and then the way he illustrates his money is that like the door opens and like the most random looking Swedish like Swedish man is standing there like this chubby or I don't know how do you describe that guy just this like frumpy like European looking man just like a doughy more on top haircut you're just like like, who is he's not explained this guy just an all around couch potato that's just his friend like that's not fat phobic like you can just look at this dude and you can just tell that he sucks it's not like (laughs) sending any kind of message it's just like the most average (laughs) well no they say so he hands him like a stack of bills yeah the pickup artist pulls out like foreign currency of some kind but it's like it's a stack of it's a stack of bills that probably is worth like 80 dollars usd <laughs> and then they sit down behind this monitor and just pull up random bitcoin graphs I, I, it's really hard he to shows tell him what's a, a chart yeah. yeah and then he nods and they like dap <laughs> yeah. up and he hands him the the money yeah and uh that's that he's invested and the, the real i guess the real thesis is just like these guys are not people who you would watch and want to be like yeah but they're there's that's the their product is they're selling that and there's so many of them now. Well, that's kind of the thing is like I want to make more pickup artist oriented stuff, and like I think there are good dudes in the community, and there are guys who maybe like got sort of caught up in something that they de- don't necessarily. I'm interested oh, yeah, in the much. guys who get. I would be interested in hearing from the people who get like, who's paying that dude? You know, well, like who's paying? Well, him? Like those guys are the, the interesting ones, but like, you, I could say anything about these guys, and they'd still be down to let us do videos on them because they care so much more about self promotion. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and exposure than they care about. They, like, they don't really have, I don't know. They don't really have too many morals. <laughs> but shout out, to, um, shout out to Stan the Man. Who's Some of them of, do. Like, who was one of the students. Vince and Stan and those guys, those guys are they seemed good dudes. I mean, I only saw a brief video, uh, so I don't want to, you know... I don't want to co-sign them too hard, but they seem pretty funny. <laughs> I don't want to co-sign them too hard. I've as also far as heard the something about go. one of one of the people in that video. I'm not going to say who. Um, masturbating in front of an old lady at a laundromat okay. in, the, in the San Diego metro area. What? Yeah, I heard it from a pretty reliable source. So, mm. uh-huh. um, if you guys don't see them in too many of our future videos, that's that's probably why. Well, that's one of the fr- that's one of the tactics. <laughs> that is one of the tactics. Yeah, yeah, and that's why it's like. You know, you can have homies who are into different stuff, but then at the end of the day, you might have to stop hanging out with some of them. <laughs> um, so, one thing I've been wanting to ask you guys, behind the camera, filming all of the Channel 5 stuff, has anybody ever gotten, like, pissed at you? I mean, we joked about you, like, fighting somebody in the last video, but, like, mm-hmm. have you guys... What was the worst trouble you've gotten in? Like, um... While filming, because I mean, it's like I, you know, I, I, um, I know what it's like to. You're kind of behind a camera, and like, you're so focused on filming that sometimes things can get like completely out of hand before you can even like realize it's actually happening because you're just so used to filming it, right? Keeping it rolling, like, what's has it gotten bad at any point? Is everybody pretty much friendly? Uh, while filming, people are pretty friendly. We've we've definitely we get like cease and desist with like okay not I'll say not that. relative frequency okay. but like they're I'll not, s- they're say, not I'll when say we this. get one in the mail we're not like oh my god I'll why did this. we get this we're like oh like this there's, makes sense there's random little instances like um like when the Hoff Twins documentary came out the plumbing company that Tyler one of the twins works for Ace Plumbing 
was concerned that because he was a plumber for their company and uh, in the documentary says that he will clean the house while his brother Alex robs the house. They were concerned. <laughs> they were concerned that that would like ruin the reputation of their plumbing company. And so they, they sent us a cease and desist. They were very angry with us and they wanted us to remove the video. Yeah. And I think it was a bluff. I like how they weren't going to drop him as like, they weren't going to well, fire him. They did fire him. Oh, but, damn, that sucks. But he had already previously decided to become an entertainer full time. So it's fine. I was going to say he must be a good plumber because they're like, we can't lose his plum, his plumbing skills. Yeah, he honestly is a good plumber. We just have to, we like, like they immediately went to like, oh, people aren't going to be comfortable with him coming in the house, but he's so good. Right. We on the flip side. On staff. And I think that from the video only came like good reviews of the plumbing company just yeah. out of respect for the twins. But on the flip side, there was um, Kelly Binkard in a, a Utah rap festival video is a man who runs a company called Modern Edge Custom Cabinets. <laughs> And they're really high quality. They're too. really high if quality. You need cabinet work done custom, in the Salt Lake City area, and you're listening to this. Custom cabinets. Modern edge custom cabinets. They're not cheap, but they are high quality. Oh, they didn't send us a cease and desist from the video, but they received like hundreds of positive reviews. Oh wow! Yeah, from it's his a, appearance. The Channel Five bump. The Channel yeah, Five it's bump. A, it's a bump for I your mean, small business. He, that dude sure. is honestly just super awesome, and it it just came across. He's like one of the coolest guys ever. I haven't seen him. He's, well, that's not trouble, you know. He's just like this. That's like, a good experience. He's like this big older dude with like, a, I think he has one earring. He's I already like him. Says he's spent time in federal prison. Took his daughter to see Post Malone. Oh, okay. Works works for owns Modern Edge. He sounds cabinets. like a man. He's awesome. You know what, guys? Before I forget, let me go to a quick ad break, and we'll be right back. All right, we are back. Look. <laughs> Just all like right. that. We're back. That was a quick, that was a quick ad break. Um, so, all right, let's just get to... I want to hear this little pump story, because like, while we are not recording, Andrew called you, and he started talking about this. You told me you told me about it before. You keep like teasing this, like that you have this weird, Don't wild experience up. involving the rapper Lil Pump. Don't hype it up too much. <laughs> well, dude, you guys have hyped it up to me, so I don't care. It doesn't really involve the rapper Lil Pump. It mostly involves, like, the ecosystem that surrounds him. That's even more interesting. In local areas. Okay, so what happened, like, what, start from the beginning with this. Okay, I'll take it from the top, and then Nick will, Nick will hit, hit all, right, all the punchlines. Go for it. Okay. So, basically, we were in Tampa um, last February filming the Super Bowl for... A long form project that is yet to be announced or released. And uh, Lil Pump, if you guys remember, went and performed for Donald Trump at a rally. I think maybe it was in was Michigan. It, did he perform or did he just endorse him? He was he like, like endorsed him. He was no, like, What's up, I'm Lil like, Pump, make en- America great again. He endorsed him. Did he not perform? I, that probably would have been. That would have been strange. The crowd wouldn't probably have liked Lil Pump. <laughs> might have been a little bit counterproductive. Yeah. They, might, they must have at least ushered him on stage with his own music. I don't Maybe I'm pretty sure was that he was February. I'm pretty sure he was up there for like ten seconds. You guys are honestly like not disrespecting me or disrespecting his artistry. Right I'll now. look this up for you. But keep going. Fine. Story doesn't matter. Anyways, not, not an important, unimportant factor. detail. Trump. Er, Trump called him Lil, Lil Pump. Lil Pump joined the Trump train. 
Donald Trump in called Lil Trump Lil Pimp. Lil, Lil oh, Pimp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donald Trump was like, him. Donald Trump was, yeah, Donald Trump was like, and Dude, now, Little Pimp. Yeah, Little and it, Pimp. And it was, was Little like, Pump. That was like the final <laughs> moments <laughs> of the election. That was like <laughs> November 3rd. I just looked it up. Awesome. It, was, it was, yeah, that was awesome. An awesome time. Anyway, about, what, like two weeks after that. Yeah, so we're in we're in Florida, we're, yeah. and you know it's still kind of like a relatively newsworthy thing that Lil Pump was like <laughs> down for Trump, <laughs> which really all of Florida is now that he pardoned Kodak. But um, yeah, so oh my God, he did! In, I forgot about that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So we're in uh, we're in Tampa we're just in, to cover the Super Bowl. We're in Tampa to cover the Super Bowl, and uh, Lil Pump's doing this club performance, and this is Super Bowl night after the Super Bowl. If I if I recall, maybe it was the day before. Doesn't really matter. Um, anyway, we get we get to the club and Mr. Daddy from Las Vegas, an all gas no breaks character, okay. is is performing. He does this thing where he dances in a mirror suit. And a mirror suit is a suit that is made of mirrors. It's like little chunks of mirrors glued to a suit. Okay. And um, I guess because he's from Las Vegas, he shipped the suit of mirrors in his suitcase to Tampa, and he opened it for the first time in the club. Where Lil Pump was supposed to perform, and um, he he like undoes the suitcase, and he takes it out, and a lot of the mirrors had shattered. Oh yeah, and it was devastating, and it was really. And his mom was there, and like everyone, everyone was very very upset about oh, it. So, so he's, anyway, he's like basically, you you know that feeling where like a grown man is crying, and you're just like, oh yeah, you're just like just, fuck, dude, like yeah. this sucks so bad. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, but anyway, he he put the suit on and. And uh, even though the, some pieces were shattered, how big are how the big are the mirrors? The mirrors are like chunks. they're like the size of like your thumbnail. Are they? Maybe they're a little bigger. bigger. How bad did the suit look? Would you say the the suit looked? I thought it looked fine. Pretty good, but like is when it that's like a financial crying, or is it well, like people are gonna think I look I think, stupid? I think crying. people think I'm look people stupid, are gonna think yeah. I look stupid, yeah, yeah. and like there are like hundreds. His explanation to me at the time was like there are like hundreds of hours of labor that go into putting every yeah. mirror on the suit. It's one of one. It's custom. Mm-hmm. I'm the the man in the mirror is like the name of right. the show. But anyway, Mr. Daddy was perf- planning on doing his like Burning Man style performance where he puts on the mirror suit and he dances at the Lil Pump Club show in Tampa Bay. And so we're waiting around. He gets the suit on. He goes downstairs to like. Um, Start dancing around with his mom, and um, <laughs> that was that was one of the funnier. Parts him and his mom too. hit the dance floor and start just like approaching people. Um, well, they were ri- for it. They were, I think they were kind of each other's wingmen. Like, they were kind of they were like dancing with each other. Like yeah, it was just it was just a weird thing to see like a dude like dancing in a mirror suit at the club with his mom. If I oh, wanted right. to find that guy, how would I search him? By the way, just Mister Daddy. Mister Daddy. I don't. Does he even have an internet presence? Stevie. I mean, That's yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think he has a permanent show in Vegas now. Like Mr. Daddy Channel 5, maybe? Like, I think he, we haven't done anything with him for Channel 5. He, we all gas. worked with him yeah. for all gas. Okay. Because I just want to see what he looks like now. Anyway, we get to the green room. And now we're in the green room. And we speak to someone named... There's like there's probably roughly like two dozen people in Lil Pump's green room, and they're all just sort of drinking, and that none of them know Lil Pump. They're just like Tampa Bay socialites. Yeah. And they're sitting around, and we speak to someone, a, a guy who appears to be in charge, who is a French guy named Jean Pierre, 
and one of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, he introduces himself as Jean Pierre, and he's wearing a fedora and like a linen, sh- like Tommy Bahama <laughs> shirt, and like okay. some board shorts. And he's like, "Just make yourself comfortable. Like Mr. Pump will be here <laughs> in like in like half an hour. Mr. And Pump just, is, and you is nearby. Have, you can have anything. Soon. You can have anything you want. He's he's already kind of frantic. He's a bit stressed because he's been in charge, put in charge of Lil Pump's green room." And, and what kind of venue is this? Is this, this like is his venue? Tampa Bay Club. Tampa like Bay two floors. No, there, there's there, there like three floors. The main, the the floor where you enter is just like bathrooms and security guards. Then there's a top floor dance floor, and then there's like a bottom floor dance floor, and there are like bars on the top and bottom floors. Dude, any kind of like <laughs> any like, kind of Florida nightclub is just a and there was like there was like breeding <laughs> ground for trouble. I think there was like a mass shooting like two blocks away. Yeah, there was. There was <laughs> yeah, like there was shooting, so but, people were stressed out. Yeah, it was a it was a hectic night, but um, we're waiting in there, like, for probably at least half an hour, and we're promised a Lil Pump interview. We're all really excited to talk to Lil Pump. And there's some fans in there, and they're kind of getting, like, the people who are in the green room before us were just kind of getting, like, progressively drunker and drunker. And, you know, everyone in there thinks that they're, like, like kind of on top of the world, like, they can do whatever. Yeah. And I guess eventually, at one point, um, Jean-Pierre, the man, gets a message that, Lil Pump's arriving, and he just he just, <laughs> he just freaks out. Well, so he's, he's, he's like, trying to get all of these, like, Local socialites, yeah, he's out like, of the green room, but no but business but, it, but there. like a switch yeah. flips, and all yeah. of a sudden, Jean Pierre, who was relatively chill and reasonable person before, just just starts yelling at the top of his lungs, and he's like, "Everyone out now! <laughs> Everyone <laughs> get the fuck out!" So you just imagine it's like Mr. <laughs> Pump is arriving in five minutes, just wearing like and he, white canvas toms with his weird little fedora. It's so he's like, so he's freaking like freaking out in a French accent. So he's like, everyone, he's, about like, he's like, everyone must go. And then these girls, these girls, this group of like four girls was like, um, no. <laughs> and, then, and then he he turns around. And he he takes this like um like plastic foldable table that had like a bunch of like Lay's chips and Doritos mm-hmm. and he just like flips you know like dramatically like flips it over into the air and like sends all these like snacks flying and then like takes his fedora off his head and like slams it on the ground. Oh my god! <laughs> and you, you know that like performative like hold me back mad dude thing yeah. you guys do <laughs> where they're like. <gasps> Yeah, <laughs> and like they have like their yeah. homie like grab their shoulders, like yeah. he's doing yeah. that thing, but he's like he's like French. Yeah, so right. it's just so funny. His French <laughs> were in Tampa Bay to cover the Super Bowl, which is already something that we think is ridiculous. And then we're there also like randomly, we catch wind of a little pump concert, and there's this French man in control of his green room, who it's like, and he's Jean Pierre is viewing this like as his big break. Like if he can secure the green room for Lil Pump's Tampa Bay. Club performance I know, I that know the he will like the sky skyrocket now. to. He can to go like back. Success. He can go back to Marseille and get like the coolest tattoos ever. And and <laughs> how com- old is, complete his transformation. How old is him? Or he, how, old is, how old is him? him? I'm, for, I'm forgetting <laughs> that this dude's him? like a real person. Like, I, hope we, I hope we can somehow get in contact with him again. I hope we get. Yeah. What's his, what was his name again? Jean Pierre. Jean Pierre. Jean Pierre. So how old is Jean Pierre? How old is him? I want to say him is like probably 25 or 30. Oh, okay. So I'm 25 or 24. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm imagining him I, is for like some reason like age. you s- you said like the canvas shirt. I'm imagining like 
a 38 year old man for some reason. No, he's no, 25, no, 24. No. And the only reason we know his name is because when he was absolutely like, <laughs> losing his mind, and he was like, "Hello, pumps are right. We got five minutes. It's bullshit. Everyone has to leave." There, another like faction of the green room party was like uh, Jean Pierre, calm down, like it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason I know his name. Uh, like, so this guy freaks out, and then like a pr- young promoter, probably yeah, young okay. promoter, and so yeah. like he has like a handful of underlings somehow. Yeah, like because he's like he's the guy who's responsible for Lil Pump's happiness <laughs> at this at this Tampa club where he's like probably getting like thirty thousand dollars to do three songs in like five minutes. Yeah. Anyways. So these guys are stuck, like, picking up, like, M&Ms and Cheetos and putting them back in the bowl after he knocks them over and fucking flips the table over. Oh, it was not, like, bagged up stuff. No, no. like, fucking spilling bowls of M&Ms. No, these are open. It's, like, green room, like, pick one type shit. Yeah, yeah, And then he walks outside. He punts the garbage can. So after all this transpires and, like, it's just, we're just, like, all right, like, I don't know how we're going to get this interview. We've probably just wasted, like, three hours of time and energy at this club in tampa which is exhausting oh yeah um, obviously worth it for the experience um we walk outside of of the green room in, in this bottom floor and the dance floor is right there and it's just mr daddy and his mom dancing with the mirror suit on and it was just like where the where the hell yeah. are we right now <laughs> Wait, how did mr daddy even get booked on this like was yeah, that just pure no, we're, fate? Like, we're like what the how does this make any sense was that pure fate that he got booked? Like I did Jean Pierre book? He, he t- Mr. Daddy happens to be a huge Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, even though he's lives in Vegas. He used to be. He's from Orlando. He's from Orlando, and he's, and it had to have been coincidence. It, it was to. a coincidence. He was fil- his his mom lives in Orlando, I think. We somehow knew he was going to be there beforehand, though. That's a weird Anyways. link universe link up. Well, I mean, even the guy who got us into the club was like, "This is my club," and like. I can get you guys to the front of the line right I now. Get you like, whatever you come want. with me. Anything. Cool you just want. let me know. Let me like like let's let's like work together. Let's like yeah. use your guys' online presence to like, yeah, that was, like a make all of us money. Like everyone's always it. in like collab mode. Oh, people are always. Like, tr- yeah, I'm sure they're trying to yeah. link and build with you guys. Like a lot. you're you're a Tampa Bay club promoter. Like I can't imagine what, what we what we could achieve together. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I he saw that Yelp bump you gave the cabinet guy. You know that that is something that comes with just being a good dude. Yeah, we didn't help Ke- Kelly Binker did that for himself. He really we did. did. We didn't. We yeah. didn't manufacture. Like if you're just that good. We did of a not guy, manufacture Kelly Binker's character. Mm-hmm. He's purely that. But um, a- another cool thing about Tampa is all of the um, wild chickens running around. Oh yeah, yeah. There's just like. There's just like hundreds of wild chickens. They actually arrived on boats. They were brought by the Spanish. We're not here for a history lesson. The Spanish had a bunch of chickens on their boats. The reason I bring them up is because as a part of the same trip, just a few days later, we ended up leaving our RV in Tampa Uh in a parking lot for like a month. And we went to go film something. And then we came back like a month later. And we drive our RV for a while, and there's a mechanical issue that ends up like we're on I-75 in our Class A RV, which is like 35 feet long, and it can only drive 10 miles an hour. Oh boy! And the only person we know in who's remotely close is in uh, outside of Atlanta, Georgia, so like hundreds of miles away. And so we're driving this 40-foot RV to like 300 miles at 10 miles an hour on the freeway. And it's just getting worse and worse. Like it, it, it really can't drive, can't drive at all. And me and Evan are just sort of like, 
like it's it's not even humorous. We're just sort of like stone cold, like looking at the road. Yeah, like just no, so, so, so slow. You're going ten. You're creating a traffic jam that goes back. Oh yeah, fifty just, or a hundred miles. Parts oh of I, parts of I seventy five is a one lane freeway. Yeah, and and it's an open road in front of you. Imagine an open road in front of you. You could see forever in front of you, and behind you in the rearview mirror, there's like five hundred cars. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god, yeah. just and, um, honking, and you're just, just like, honk, and you're, like I can't you're just like, sorry, dude, I'm contracted also, to 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 film this right now. <laughs> I and wish I could stop my RV, and, but I and can't. And we thought about towing it, but then, like, I think Evan, yeah, I was gonna say. Evan and Andrew were like, "We're like, put your like, uh, like winter pop, put winter's, your, ha- no, winter's put hat your, on. It's called put your winter's, winter's hat. hat on." And I put my winter's hat on, and you just kept driving at ten miles an hour, despite all of the like outrage from other drivers. Anyway, we stopped. I talk to the mechanic on the phone, and it's like he's like, I, "It might be like a fuel pump." Like is this guy named uh, what was his name? God knows what. Clevis Tim. Yeah. Clevis, yeah. So Tim is like, yeah, go to go to the Pilot Flying J and get the, oh, uh, t- get Tim, the fuel Tim, pump. So Tim is the OG, like, like rural Georgia backwoods RV mechanic where, like, he has, like, this giant barn full of old tractors that he repairs mm-hmm. for fun. Yeah. He has a Filipino wife. Um, and he's col- also a chicken it, farmer. Who, it, they collect like rare Randomly. exotic chickens. Randomly. Oh wow! There's a chicken theme. There's a chicken theme this running. Is, that's, yeah. that's what. That's why I'm talking. There's really a, there's a chicken theme going on here. Uh, Tim is Tim is a legend though. Tim's a legend. So Tim tells us that the fuel pump might be broken and that if we get it fixed at the, a local truck stop, that the car might drive faster. So we go to the Pilot Flying J and we're like, we need to get this fuel pump fixed. So we leave the RV with them with like the pit crew there. And we we go like dick around for like half like half an hour an hour and we come back and the guy <laughs> the guy who I left the car with I, I was like hey so like what's going on with the RV did you figure out like why it's driving so slow and he was like the first thing he says is he says there's a chicken in there <laughs> I, was like, I was like I was like what what do you mean and he he was like. There's a chicken in the RV, and I was like, "What do you mean? There's a chicken?" We had been like he's sleeping like, in there like, for a week. He's like, "There's a there's a chicken living in undercarriage where the fuel pump is supposed to be." <laughs> and, like, oh, and so no. like, there's this, and then and he, and so like, and he's like, "And I think it may have laid some eggs." <laughs> so like, so like, there's this weird like rusted like undercarriage part of the RV that has. Um, uh, uh, he told me a sleeping chicken and like three eggs and he's like see for yourself <laughs> like, so i get on the like uh mechanics rolly thing yeah i roll under there and like i've got the camera on me because if there's a living chicken in the rv yeah. that we're filming this project on it'd be hilarious so i'm like and i've got the light <laughs> and i like peek in and he's like describing to me where to look and i like flash the light and like sure enough there's like a, there's the chicken there's a chicken that appears dead, but it's alive, but it's covered in like black soot. It, oh, it had traveled so, in this. It had traveled under the RV with us for at least 115 miles. Oh my god! At 10 miles an hour, and it's covered in this dust. And then so also, let, I'm shining the light around. Let, there's let, also eggs. Let me. So I'm I'm standing outside with Andrew while Nick goes under in. We pass him the camera. We're like, all right, take the A7, film it. Like, let's see if there really is a chicken in there. <laughs> so he goes under, and then me and Andrew are like. Looking at each other, just fucking around, maybe checking our phones, and we just hear an absolute <laughs> just death scream. <laughs> <laughs> so I, got, I start getting the, I, ba- I basically get a little comfortable because the chicken is moving 
is not moving. Then yeah. I get really the it, I I move so closely to the chicken with the camera and the light. I'm trying to like pick up like the follicles of its face. Yeah. Basically, like I can't believe the chicken's in there, and I get like an inch from its face, and it it screams. The chicken screams first. It's like, and, like <laughs> and then like there's so little space between yeah, the ground yeah. and the undercarriage where it's living that it, it it sort of it shrieks, and then it's like bouncing around like a like a pinball. Yeah. Inside of there, and it's just me in the ch- this like rabid chicken <laughs> that's like furious from its living conditions. And so I let out this like death scream because I thought it, the chicken was about to like maul my face off. And so they heard me pretty much scream like it, like I, as if I were about to like as if I was dying. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So um, did he fix the car? They weren't yeah. even able to fix it. I think we drove after that. We drove it at ten miles an hour the rest of the like hundred fifty miles we, all the way to ten. We did I think two or three days of ten mile an hour on interstate driving. Dude, because <laughs> the thing the thing about um, a class A RV like that is um, a lot of there are going to be a lot of bridges that if you're not on an interstate that aren't up to code. So like <laughs> you would, you, you know, we became so you, you really you really like learn to appreciate every road sign and like the fact that everyone has made oh, yeah. the power lines as high as they have. This thing I've, is really dr- I've driven yeah. the trucks before. I've learned the hard way about clearances. You've you drove a semi? Do you have a CDL? No, not a semi. Uh, I was, I think, that what's the maximum you could, I mean, I haven't driven a, anything over a two axle. At one point. So just like big, big box trucks. Gotcha. At one work. point on that East Coast, like leg of what we were doing, we had like the trucking app downloaded because like, to get we had to take Philly, special routes because of the low bridges. Yeah, we exactly. Were gonna, we yeah. were going to take the like roof off of the RV. Yeah, like you can't go through like a bunch of tunnels. Getting around, we we filmed a bunch in New York. Um, most of the footage we're we're not going to use, but that was some of the hardest shit I've ever had to do for for <laughs> for the drive sh- the RV around New York City. Well, there was yeah. there was a period of time where so Nick was like filming something with Andrew, and I was driving the RV. And I, I don't know. If, oh yeah, we had we had another we had another camera dude at the time, um, and I was just trying to like get the RV over to where they were filming, and I was driving this Class A RV, which is l- significantly larger than a city bus. Like yeah, when you see a city bus, I'm gonna look this like, up too. Class A RV, you're like higher than it. Well, they, there's like they vary in 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 length, mm-hmm. but um, you don't need a CDL for it, and. They have there's like this weight limit basically. Yeah, like, it's a huge bus. Basically. Yeah, this one was like two hundred pounds. Tour bus is what like most people would think of. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But like, imagine a tour bus that like takes diesel and like breaks down every like five minutes. Oh God, yeah, yeah. So, I I was driving that around Lower Manhattan by myself for a while using trucker apps. Oh, dude, going that down like terrible. Go, so going down like a like a one way where cars are parked on both sides of the street. Oh my and god! And you just have dude. to like kind of know where it is. Yeah, that's yeah. That was that's hard. a that's nightmare fuel. And we just be driving around random suburbs like as a part of the same trip, it just being like, like ah, oh, these trees aren't up to code. Because <laughs> <We really, laughs> you start to recognize you start like, you start recognizing yeah like random a, things. a neighbor like won't trim a branch. And he'll be like, <laughs> this is. I'm gonna call the munis- municipality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have you find <laughs> like New Jersey? <laughs> Became like we definitely knocked off a like couple side view mirrors. Curmudgeon. I was gonna say, what <laughs> has happened? Like, what, like you didn't hit guys. anything in lower the lower well, east side, but we got our shit vandalized outside of cemetery in Queens. Um, what some, did they? Well, someone got mad that we like blocked their view of the cemetery. I guess and they covered it in orange paint. 
Huh? Yeah, that that was really their view of the cemetery. I don't. I I tried to come up with a reason why. Like, how much orange paint are we talking? Like, like you could see it. Like they like a splash, a splatter of like a bucket, a bucket of orange paint. That's why I think it was like a pissed off homeowner because no one walks around with a bucket of paint. How long were you parked there? One, two nights. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, a couple nights. Hmm. Just long enough to like make someone annoyed. Mm. I don't know. When you see an RV in your neighborhood, you like a lot of homeowners feel like you're like moving in permanently. Yeah, like a vagrant or something. Well, yeah. like when COVID first hit, Nick went back to SF to like hang out with his parents, and me and Andrew went back to Seattle to see our parents because like we were living in a van and the country was shut down. Yeah. So like you can't you can't go like shower at the gym or like Mm-mm. go inside a coffee shop to work. So you can't really do anything at least for like the first couple months of COVID. Um, before like stuff started opening back up, there was like nothing you could really do. That was actually and when I filmed the Hoffmans for the first time on that trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had neighbors in Seattle who they were, were like a really upset about the RV. Oh, what were they saying? Well, they just were like, just like, "This is a disgusting eyesore." Blah blah blah. We hate this. And and then the show became really big, and and then they were like, "Like we love the show. <laughs> it's awesome that you guys are doing this." And now <laughs> all of a sudden they're down for the RV. Yeah, I mean the RV is no more because <laughs> doing things media reclaimed it. But oh, they got the RV. Yeah, they have it. Which I mean, it's probably more expensive than not having. They're it, just dealing with the broken down RV. They just dealt with it in the in the greater LA area. Yeah, so they, they tried. Just they tried to fire you guys, didn't they? They did fire us. They did fire you successfully. They, f- they fired they fired me and Nick in order to try to leverage Andrew. And then they fired Andrew. Like a month Yeah, later. I guess they did technically. Business, I didn't know you guys back then. Business I only genius knew. moguls. Yeah. <laughs> Geniuses. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> what are they doing now? Is there did they try to make a new all gas no breaks? That was in the plan, right? Yeah, they, they did. did. It's doing it's doing really poorly, but they're still making a lot of money off of their various Meme pages and affiliated merchandise. Oh, certainly, yeah. And and crypto stuff. And they still have, they still have their hands in a bunch of. Well, stuff. that's just one of the pillars of life. They don't have MMA mastered. They don't. And they don't have yet. game. They don't have. Yeah. Well, does he have game? Do the do the media boys have game? We don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't really think so. I'm I'm contract. MMA skills. I'm, I'm not contractually obligated. Uh, to to say they have game, I think I can. I can say that they have no game. So, wait, that's the only... I want to loop back to the RV. That's the only accident you guys had, like, clipping a couple mirrors and the the paint splatter? Oh, no. oh, well, so the homie, the homie Nate actually came out to... Because <laughs> you guys are, like, talk, the the driving down... Oh, I actually... miles per hour sounds pretty bad, and earlier I asked you, like, what... What, when when it has gone south before and you're like no never i actually crashed <laughs> i actually crashed it in dc oh damn yeah so that was like kind of the end of the line i was in dc and uh nick and andrew were i think that you guys might have been editing in la or something i forget where you guys were but i was driving the rv in dc about to take it to the storage facility in philly we, we were, were in minneapolis oh yeah you we were, were in minneapolis covering the Derek chauvin trial right we right right DC, yeah so I was in D.C. with the homie Nate, who uh, who films for us sometimes. Oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah, he's a man. And uh, I think he was at the hotel or something, and I was just taking this RV to find a parking spot. And I'm driving down the street, and, like, D.C. is pretty small roads, like Boston kind of. It's just, like, an old city. And I just 
absolutely take out this awning outside of a restaurant called the Smith. I've done the same thing with dude. a bunch of diners like sitting underneath it. It's the worst feeling. Like people it, screaming. Yeah, like it. Oh, it was dude, yeah, the worst. I, it like it like <laughs> fell on people's like food and stuff. There's there's nothing worse because like driving through like a casual like eatery is like parking lot. You're never mm-hmm. more calm. You're just like. It's the most mundane thing, and it all of a sudden just turns into fucking chaos. It like, was it was absolute chaos, and so the you com- can't put that back. You, you I was I was like, I was looking super scraggly at the time because I'd just been filming for months, so I had like crazy hair and like a long beard, and I just like looked insane. And this cop comes, and I had like this moment of just clarity, and I like walked up to him because they called the police and they were like tripping on me, and I walked up and I was like, as you can clearly tell, the awning was encroaching into the roadway. And like I'm considering my options, and he's like looks at me and looks at it and looks back at it, and he's like, "You're right." Oh wow! Like <laughs> calls the manager, and the manager is like offering me free drinks and shit. <laughs> and like, like just before that, I called up the production company who we partnered with on this project that we were working on, and uh, I was like, I I crashed it. Um, I, like, you guys have all the insurance info. Da da da. I don't know how we're gonna handle this. I was basically freaking out. I like yeah. called like the production manager and then I called the dude who owned the company and I was just like, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they said that it wasn't my fault, that was tight. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. It I mean, a, I did it, it one time a with a production feeling. truck and I hit a Taco Bell overhang <laughs> and it was 100% my fault. Really? I mean, I didn't see like the... Yeah, it was my fault, 100%. It was like, I didn't I didn't notice the clearance thing, and it was so fucking obvious. Did you like oh, it was a clearance in, thing. Did you like yeah. go into the Taco Bell? No. Like the, Wait, the, the like drive-thru? Yeah, drive-thru. You, didn't, you, you, you did didn't, the drive-thru with the, with the truck? Yes. Bro. <laughs> I know, it was fucking insane. <laughs> so I've been driving so long. I was young. I was a noob. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, we've definitely like <laughs> squeezed giant vehicles through drive-thrus. Well, this <laughs> truck wasn't that big. Like, this one was a smaller one. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. You know what was weird, though? Looking back, like, it had one of those bars of, like, a clearance bar. I made it under that. I didn't make it under the window. Have you seen the YouTube channel? I think it's 11 foot 2. No. I think that's that's what it is. But basically, I think, like, a low clearance for, like, not an interstate road is 11.6. Like, that's, like, standard. Yeah. And so, like, I think this bridge is 11 foot 2. Or maybe it's, like... 10 something I might be butchering it but it's basically this YouTube channel that just there's like an IP cam and they just record people taking the roofs off of box trucks oh, and they have one like, bridge they're just filming it's a just single w- it's bridge. a single bridge that's that just under the ruining <laughs> all of these vehicles that's and funny. like 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 all the fans of this channel like love like a really clean peel so like <laughs> if you hit it at the right speed yeah. and the right height, yeah. it'll just completely peel the roof off. Right. Ooh yeah, like almost like a slice of cheese, it's like awesome. a hard slice of cheese with a fancy cheese filler. Like so like all the fans like look for it. yeah, it's like ASMR, like ASMR a, roof destruction. ASMR like ruined day. <laughs> oh my god, what um what Clean take what kind of what's your content a digest? Like what do you what do you watch? What's your daily intake or like my daily intake? If you have like a low a slow night, like what are you like pulling up just to like. Uh, we, rec- we, garbage. Rec- we recently discovered this account <laughs> called Trout and Coffee. Ooh, yeah, we, and me and Nick pleasant. watch that all the time. And that's something that I watch at least once a day. And that is a guy in um, presumably New England who um, <laughs> basically vlogs and like narrates himself buying stuff 
and mm. and it's sort of sp- meant to be like a like an inspirational lifestyle and like <laughs> what um he's sort of just trying to inspire people with like the cool stuff he gets and where what he does when going around but um and and that's really it. It's just wholesome, and there's nothing, no reason to make fun of him, and he's awesome. Okay, so it's good. Well, so like, there, there's really like no story. It's <laughs> it's basically just like product acquisition. Yeah. And then like, am I, and then he'll be like, like, is it like a fall vibe? And then he'll be like, yeah, yes. Oh yeah. yeah. So we f- and then I met a girl. The named, way that we named f- Jessica. The way that we, we found it is, I think we we had moved into a new place, and Evan just typed in um, Bohemian apartment into the YouTube search <laughs> bar, mm-hmm. and this video came up called "Transforming My Apartment into a Bohemian Paradise," and so this video <laughs> this video is basically um, this guy in New England. I think his name is Huck. Dude, I um, fell I fell into a hole yeah. of this stuff recently. He has, it's he like he yeah, has yeah. like a Vermont a porn. Pl- he has like a placard on his fridge that says "Welcome Home, Kids." <laughs> so he's got so he, <laughs> like so, a vintage blue. So it's basically truck. this guy who has like the the ugliest apartment I've ever seen <laughs> in my whole life, and then um, he basically just like chronologically tells a story of all the stuff he buys to make it better, and he's just making it worse and worse <laughs> as oh, time boy. goes on. And, okay, um, I found it. And he's also like, as he's making his small space better, he's also talking about the cars he's buying. Oh, and the music tracks are always great. I like a YouTube video where it's like you realize, oh, this is like a rich person. Yeah, this is just like a person who was rich right. from the day they were born. Right. So I like I like a YouTube video with a lot of drone footage. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of drone footage. Can they hear this? Oh, cool. So this is kind of why I asked about the sexy voice. And even central AC. Fast forward to around 2.15 Two minutes It's a really boring apartment had to get creative with the design. It's like a hallway it dorm so Two minutes, space, two minutes every object which wasn't running Oh yeah, here we go, here we go, here we go Which looked nothing like it does now And so packages kept pouring in And little by little the place was coming together <laughs> Every day me and Evan watch this had my home studio started Big real estate work trips on the horizon. I started upgrading all my equipment with the money I was making from my brand deals. My <laughs> dreams were starting to come together. I was no longer just a kid with a camera, but starting to make a real business for myself. And I broke a million watch time minutes on YouTube and had a total of 300,000 views on this channel. So like, things were hectic, no, nothing bad so. ever happens. That's like the main thing. There's yeah, no he's like, he's talking about <laughs> it like he's overcoming adversity. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> he moved into exactly. an apartment. He's like, I. He exactly. already has a vintage. He has a classic truck and a Land Rover. So exactly. So he it's moved a fifteen minute video. He moved into an apartment and then like it's constantly like made ascending. It, made it better. <laughs> yeah, it's only up. It's yeah. Only there's up. there's no like there's no like uh, there's nothing to root against. There's yeah. No, you know? He yeah, talks about himself like he beat cancer. Well, there's also there's also no reason to root for him. And he's. He says this is an apartment makeover, and he's just like, all I needed to do was buy a two hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of gear, <laughs> and he doesn't even decorate. He just puts like uh, the funniest he's like, part I is bought, like, like a Mac Pro, and then I got my dream job working for Samsung in Boston. Wait, is that what he said? And that, and that afforded me an, just enough disposable income to buy my dream car, an Audi with a brown leather interior, uh, yeah, an Audi SQ5 with a brown leather interior. <laughs> So you guys, this is what you guys watch? Yes. Yeah, yeah we watch Should we this. keep watching this? Yes. Yeah, for oh, sure. Okay. It, yeah, it's about to get really good. It's about to get really good right here. This is one of the best videos ever. Dave and I would be gone for weeks at a time. This right here. This is actually genius. And I would chip away at the apartment when I was home. <laughs> Nepalese peace flags. Lighting and decorations were appearing every week. 
thing is, he's actually a genius editor. The money for my real estate gigs. An Audi SQ5 with brown leather interior. Now I had something reliable rather than just the rover. More and more character was showing up in the apartment. I even had a setup for podcasts at my little cafe table. Shout out podcast. In the middle of all this, my good friend Mitch spotted a dream of mine parked near our gym. Heinous, <laughs> ugly green van. van for sale. I had been spending money like crazy, but I couldn't pass it up. <laughs> so I got a loan and I made it mine. You should never get a loan to buy it. Cool a third vehicle that I never got to share. Cape Cod tank top for Samsung out in Boston. <laughs> I was still practicing my music a lot while taking on more acoustic work guitar. Oh my god. <laughs> and starting to really hone in on my business. So I'm, Wait, I'm pausing it on the business pl okay. It's a whiteboard. He has a business plan thing. Um catch up on YouTube videos start, step one. Start learning more and then health and fitness daily. At the very top of the board it says eat well and work hard. One of one of his goals is to post daily on Instagram and YouTube. His uh yeah, this is all, the business is entirely his YouTube channel. Dress for work every day. That means like a Henley and some Dockers. So yeah, I mean, I haven't seen the rest of it, but I did see his Instagram and it's it seems like he's a guy that like, there's a lot of accounts that are popular with this where they like post pretty pictures from the fall. So it's a very, fun, like really yeah. idyllic Vermont photos. He's like an Airbnb influencer. Yeah. Yeah. I also I, just, I kind of yeah. find the content just me mesmerizing. I also. like looking like, at that I, stuff sometimes. I'll fall into a hole, but it's I, like so this guy's more dynamic. He actually ha made a movie where there are like twenty different characters, and he plays every single one what? of them. And he does like accents and costume. He's like a triple threat. So he goes on like he went on like a solo road trip and like wrote and directed and starred as multiple characters in this movie. Are any of them black guys? I don't <laughs> think so, but that would definitely make it even better. Oh, oh, should we keep watching him? We could. I'm very passionate. About you said it, it gets I really was, good. I too. mean, I could honestly. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying even this when analysis. We, even when we finish the podcast, if you guys just want to hang out. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what My I'd be mom doing was anyways. Just starting to create little trout and coffee goods for fun, and so it felt more and more like home. Ugly bedroom. I invested in more new equipment. It did some more ads for companies. Dude, he has so many vehicles now. I'm he's sorry, but he's like stuff. owns like nine cars, and now he has like a little moped thing. Yeah, yeah. so he's just buying shit. And like, he's buying you stuff. guys know YouTube monetization. He has three three hundred thousand views in the channel. And so, he's talking to him, and I, I like how he's like, I've been making some income from the channel, and I was able to fund like these purchases. As right. as relatively. Prolific YouTubers, we make almost no money from YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> and I've watched him in a couple months spend like three hundred grand, I maybe mean, maybe more. Our our YouTube monetization would not even begin to cover the expenses we incur just from like travel alone. Yeah, it's really low. And then, then he, again, our YouTube shit is like dudes yelling butthole and like sure not but like ad friendly this is that's the thing about this he's a new youtuber he's buying like well, well an insane amount of stuff well i think it's the, the, the idea is that he got such a fat sum from samsung in boston you guys really need to pay closer attention well that's need to pay closer attention to the also, and coffee new real estate stream. gigs too if you, he's the real estate jack have you ever had a real estate getting, gig no that's a major fucking wink right he's there getting, <laughs> he's that's getting, like <laughs> I, my, my real estate gigs that i do with my father 
<laughs> the real estate. The real estate <laughs> he's talking about is when he goes home. Yeah. When he goes right. home, and he's like, "Dad, I need yeah. money for." <laughs> Dad, I'm gonna occupy your real estate until you give me yeah. money for an apartment. That is a huge <laughs> wink. That is a huge wink. Um, I mean, yeah, that's like, dude, this guy's young too. Like he's probably like, how old do you think he is? 24, 25? He's probably I'm gonna, 24, 25. I'm gonna go so 27, 28. Given 20, the given the boho thing, the one thing I will say is that he is he is um he's uninhibited. Oh yeah. When it comes to just putting himself out there. And if I, I work really hard, if I work really hard by 27 or 28, I will hope to have as many things as he has. This guy seems. Uh, I curated. bet he's like got some darkness. Well, there's just a lot of stuff that he has. So yeah. I don't really see what your point is, Jack. This is very visual. I wish people could be watching, but I I will put the link in the description of this podcast 100%. To blow um, all right, let's keep going a little bit. To promote on my Instagram. <laughs> you got to run that back. You got you to gotta run it back like 20 seconds. Oh, I do? Yeah. And my mom was just starting to create little trout and coffee goods for fun. And so it felt more and more like home. And by now, the summer was in full swing. I invested in more new equipment <laughs> and did some more ads for companies to promote on my Instagram. <laughs> I think I had around 350,000 followers by this point. <laughs> and my business was starting to feel very legitimate. Yeah, he got approved for so a gold Amex. Not platinum. I kept my eyes gold. for cool cars and land for sale. And by midsummer, Why? the apartment. So this guy's buying empty plots of land in Massachusetts for like five figures. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Wait, and this is still in relation to tricking out his like shitty apartment. It's all it's all He's about just making land. his apartment cool. He's buying land and like putting up posters. What does that have to do with his apartment? Oh, he's doing, dude, he's doing a very infamous young guy thing. Yeah. Where you hang shit like inches below your ceiling. Yeah. That's only done by males. Yeah. Don't I mean, look around. I see a lot of, <laughs> no, that see a lot of studio phones, yeah, smoke well, detectors. Actually, I used to have one on purpose hung, like, uh, chaotically hung. I had this, like, picture of a truck hung right there. Spoken you like could see a, the hook. Spoken really? like a guy with a fiancé. Just, just settling down. I am calming down. But, no, I mean, like, <laughs> hanging, like, unframed stuff, like, fucking on your ceiling practically could, is a he, very... He, he could learn a lot from you. I... You could lead a seminar every on making day, shit hideous. Every day, uh, when I watched no this for the first time, I just imagined, like, what if I made a video about myself in this format? You should. Of just the stuff that I buy mm -hmm. and the stuff that I put in my room and just, like, unadulterated, like, neurotic thought thoughts about, like, this sh would look good here. Like, and then I bought a bape rug. And then I bought a bape rug. And then I, yeah. Like, and then I went to a, the cookie that's store why and bought inspiring. some sweatpants. It's why it's inspiring because if this can be, if you can make a 15-minute YouTube video that gets like hundreds of thousands of views about about this, just like the ugliest apartment ever. We're giving him free promotion then, too. Then you can, yeah. I don't know. It's like, not free. He he actually worked for this. Like this video. Is so phenomenal. he's basically turning his apartment into a Twin Peaks restaurant. Is uh, I mean that's too much credit. The vibe I would describe. He's like yeah, hanging he doesn't, license doesn't plates. Deserve that much. No, dude. The vibe is like a Boulder, Colorado freshman. Airbnb. It, like, if you can imagine like Yeah, a, Boulder, Colorado, Airbnb. He has yeah. like Airbnb, Airbnb decorations on the wall. Airbnb, Airbnb, Airbnb. But like denser. It's like if you took a hundred Airbnbs and took the decorations of those hundred Airbnbs and stuffed them into one it's Airbnb. Like if you combined a live, laugh, love wooden placard with a pulp fiction poster and then just like copied and pasted it onto like the worst, the worst sort of floor plan in existence. You'd get this dude's raspy, sexy voice explaining all the stuff he bought. 
And that shit is endlessly entertaining. He has so many other videos where he's just Wait, rom- so romanticizing the like, terrible going? shit. What else does he do? I mean, I want to find the video where he, he plays bu- a he million just, characters. He just, oh, please. I, he I've just been keeps looking buying for it. I don't stuff. know where it is. Yeah, he, he mostly just keeps buying shit. Oh, my God. Oh, there was one video where he like drove 30 hours to buy a truck in Iowa. And uh, he showed up to this like hardworking farmer's ranch where this dude had owned this truck for like 50 years. Um, and the guy told him cash only, and he pulled up with like a cashier's check, and the dude was like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> <laughs> so he had to just drive home. And he told the story as though he'd been like completely wrong <laughs> by like some asshole. <laughs> Chasing spring flowers good. in my old blue truck. <laughs> Tiny apartment makeover, DIY dream kitchen. He'll tell um, stories that aren't meant to be told, and that's why I fuck with him. Yeah, he doesn't that's like. Deep. His brand seems like highly curated, but he doesn't have like the instincts to actually curate it properly. You know, it's working. Like, the he is people doing that are properly. really good at this, like, because I've seen some. He's, he's making, really good at this. He's he's the best at this. Well, okay, yeah, <laughs> obviously, I'm on I'm on the team with you there. But you know, like the true Vermont vibes people, it's like, like those Instagram accounts. It looks like they live in like a fairy tale, you know, and it's like some rich couple usually, and they have like a herd of baby golden retrievers like running around in the snow as someone who's lived in new england i, I really really don't like it <laughs> oh yeah i'm sure 100 yeah, percent. but like thing. but like those people would never have the clip of the guy calling him an asshole for bringing a cashier's check no that no, would shatter the realm the reality of their well that's the thing is fairy like the, tale. The, the only the only times that he's ever really given any sort of like dynamic anything to the to his narrative he's been in the wrong like the thing <laughs> all the obstacles I that, love he, that you're obsessed with trout uh, and coffee all, all the <laughs> obstacles that he that he comes into contact with are like his own miscalculations like what are, <laughs> other, what are some other examples and, and, right. and, the, and the miscalculations about buying more shit. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense have you guys like looked him up personally like what's his whole yeah he has like an instagram that's taylor lorenz follows him Really? Oh well, yeah, she I loves the fan. she loves the Vermont vibes. Yeah, yeah. I think Taylor, I think Taylor really would fuck with this account in a non-ironic way. She might. <laughs> She's a dork. I'll say that on pod. I mean, I'll say that to her face too. Taylor, Taylor's the shit. She's super sick. No, yeah, she's shit. super cool. But um, she likes some really corny stuff like this. She does, but it's harmless. It's Un- like completely. Unabashedly, that's one of the reasons why she's cool. But she wouldn't. If she would like the pictures, she wouldn't. You know, she gets it enough that if, you know she would. Well, she gets see a freak. She understands. She understands. She, understand, she, fu- yes. she fully comprehends. She wouldn't. I don't know if she would be watching. Who is watching Trout and Coffee, the apartment makeover, and like, wow, this is amazing. Me. Yeah, me. Besides dude. you, I thought it was amazing. <laughs> like three hundred thousand people. Okay. Yeah. Um. Wait, I'm getting lost in his Instagram. I guess. If you find the one where he's playing all the characters, you need to just like send it to me, and I'll, I'll send put it in the you. description. I, yeah, I can find it. It's he does these accents. What What's the movie about? That's a person you need well, to link and build well, with, well, guys. So that's Talk the thing. about like sh- sharing influence. That's yeah. the thing is like it's actually not about anything. Oh, is like, it just like a mumblecore like Vermont well, movie well, where like, he's like, I, I don't know, I want to see the spring flowers. Like, with me. Yeah. I challenge you to like find like a consistent thing throughout it. It's basically him traveling around the country aimlessly in his truck by himself, playing different characters in like various environments. So like he'll be like a he'll be like a British guy 
in like a petrified forest. <laughs> And then he'll be like a redneck in like a swamp. Dude, that's ripe for and like the, the ultimate. And, and like he'll cut between himself and different outfits arguing with himself about shit. It sounds really creepy. He's a, it's special content. This but, is yeah. like the real like modern Joker would be something like this, I think. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Blogger. Like the actual, like a real life version of the Joker well, my, one would of my be favorite. a guy like this trying to fit into like <laughs> internet culture and like. <laughs> You know, doing his very best and having a hard time with it. Until I he think loses the modern it. version of the Joker would be like me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm kind of like that guy in a lot of ways. Yeah. What ways? No one really like knows the real me. Well, that's why you're here. I'm crazy. Would you say you're psycho? I'd say I'm like I'd say I'm like wearing a mask at all <laughs> times. That's, de- that's I can't crazy, tell you dude. how many people I've met at various events who have said that in some capacity. <laughs> like what like the amount of people who've like kind of like tried to describe how how similar they are to the joker without referencing the joker really like a lot of dudes i mean i assume it's guys it's all dudes dudes are the one well i mean are they like on camera saying our audience is incredibly male and the people who see a microphone and run up to it and are like i'm gonna share what's on my mind Mm -hmm. are mostly dudes Yes. I mean, that's probably how you get most of the people, right? They're just like, they run up on you. Yeah. Sometimes the best people, it, it, the best people are, are, can go two ways. So it's like someone who you kind of have to like, maybe like really convince that you're going to portray in like an adequate, reasonable way. Mm-hmm. Um, those are really good a lot of the time because you hear sort of perspectives that maybe normally wouldn't get shared with you. Yeah. Just from like shyer, less like outspoken people. And then dudes who just like see a microphone and run up and just like, I mean, that try was... when someone tries to seize control of the situation and like show how cool they are, they always just look so funny. That's how they. I imagine that's like how it started, right? Like, were you with Andrew when he was like filming people in New Orleans, or is it? I wasn't with Andrew. He would send me some of the cuts, and I would like give him feedback on them, kind yeah. of. But, like, just as a homie, I really was not involved in that at all. What were the first videos, like, that you guys all did together? The first video that I was involved in, so actually, Andrew tried to convince me to drop out of college to film All Gas No Breaks with him. And I was on the first All Gas No Breaks shoot with him in Seattle for Hemp Fest. And then we filmed something in Portland, which was, like, sort of like a precedent to all of the Trump shit we did. Mm -hmm. Where, like, this guy was, like, fucking tifa step off your little bicycle and like come fight me and that was like the first sort of like that was like the first time anyone like went into portland to fight like liberals oh yeah i remember that time period yeah yeah yeah. so like you remember when they were all like the melees and stuff like yeah it was like, like that was like a precursor and like all these like proud boy adjacent dudes got like they rented like a short bus (laughs) <laughs> and like got stuck on mm. an overpass and people were like throwing bricks at it was it was it an 11.2 foot tall overpass <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was that was weird but the first thing i ever really did for it for august was um i met nick and andrew out and i think you you started in like december of like 2019 right i think i started like six months before you but i when i remember when you came we were in albuquerque and their next video was the border security expo which is a gathering of people 
um, showcasing different gadgets and services to help Border Patrol people keep illegal uh, and uh, immigrants from entering the com- the country. I- internally. And that was in San Antonio, Texas. Internally, we consider it the worst video that we've ever made. <laughs> really? also, 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 entirely coincidentally, the first video that I had any influence on. Um, my first directorial contribution in any capacity was telling Andrew to look down the barrel of an assault rifle. <laughs> which... <laughs> And this guy freaks out and he's like, Don't do that, don't do that. And Andrew was like, Was that bad? Yeah, he, he was like, he Why? Was like, no, no, Andrew, Andrew was like, Andrew said, Could I have died? And he's like, It's not guaranteeing that you could have died. You guys think that was the worst one? Just are you talking video quality or like worst experience? Worst because well, the experience was bad. We got our RV towed and it was 100 degrees and oh, humid, yeah, and we had that. to like, we were like walking down the street. Trying to get the RV back. It was actually like 100 degrees. And, and Andrew was wearing the full suit, and like some fan recognized him and like stopped and like honked and was like, What's up, man? And yeah. We were all just like downtrodden, like going to try to convince the tow lot to give us this vehicle that wasn't registered in our name. We had to show them a vi- like a video of it. <laughs> this all it. sounds so stressful. We all just thought the, the, <laughs> the content wasn't I- that interesting, and so we were putting like so much music over all of it. Yeah, it, the yeah, edit, so the editing was just absurd. It's just like a headache to watch that video for us, but I think it's still it's pretty funny to, right, to go yeah. back and look at it. What do you think the best one was? The best from video? that time? From like from that time? Any time or like experience wise? Bigfoot. Like we suffered the most to make a video hunting Bigfoot in Minnesota. And the I think the result for that one was probably the best. Bigfoot is the hardest video to make other ever. Than, other not, than not editing wise, but just in terms of like filming wise. Do you other believe than in Bigfoot? No. You don't? No. Um no, I don't I don't believe <laughs> in Bigfoot. It's possible though. No, it's not. <laughs> it's impossible. Let's not argue about that. <laughs> <laughs> were you out with like a guide, I assume? Yeah, we were out with two guides. We were out with this guy named Abe Del Rio, who's like this guy who said he wasn't an ex-con, but just like based off of his body type, it's debatable. <laughs> and then uh, this old dude named Pops, who like, Abe Del Rio was kind of like the capitalist dude who was like charging a ton of money to take us out. Pops, to, yeah. just like, Pops is a field researcher who's just Pop, in it for the passion. Pops like fully believes in Bigfoot just deranged old minnesota man like really hyped to be out there he was awesome but what i like about that video is that we had no plan to make it we were just driving west and we came across this town called reamer minnesota that had a giant bigfoot statue at the center of the town so we just started talking to people when we arrived and we walk into this motel and we're like have you guys seen bigfoot and the (laughs) motel owner just like jolts and he like (laughs) closes the blinds and he's like what do you do? You really want to know? <laughs> like, oh my god! Like so in t- the he's intensity like, for he's this like man. whispering. Really? He takes us over to a map where he has all these thumbtacks, like, red dot pins <laughs> in like different sighting. areas. So I heard, like, like what was it? Two. He's screams. like color coded <laughs> on this map where he's seen Just or heard or smelled Bigfoot, and there's like red is like is like he heard him. Green is like he saw. He had a sighting, and there's a there's like a hierarchy of classifications for like. There's like a class A sighting is like you see Bigfoot. A class B is like you see some leaves that were rustled by a Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, when we were out, out looking for them, we were just getting like destroyed by bugs. And it was terrible. But we, one of the kids, Dylan, who was 
one he was the only person who paid to be there (laughs) so like uh, we all had to pay to go film with these guys yeah and then dylan was like a kid from like three towns over who just like really wanted to go hunt for bigfoot how old was dylan it was maybe like 17 okay (laughs) i mean that sounds like a pretty good bonus he gets to be in a video and plus the biggest bonus of all was dylan claimed to have a class a sighting of bigfoot after we were there for like three three full hours at like like two in the morning in the woods in Minnesota, Dylan he claimed was to have like, seen I saw him. He was like, that so, was him. So, you know, Minnesota is like <laughs> land of 10,000 lakes or whatever. Yeah. So, like, it's just like swampy as hell. So, like, while Nick and I are holding these cameras, and I mean, it was terrible for Andrew, too, just standing there holding a microphone, which is way more exhausting He's than, in a than suit. it looks. He's yeah. Oh, I think God. He, it was, I think it was so hot, he was just yellow shirting it at that time. <laughs> yeah. But, like, we had to stand there, and there were, like, probably at any given time like five or ten mosquitoes on us biting our faces and we're just standing there so like we're getting bitten by these mosquitoes trying as hard as we can to be super respectful and not laugh at these guys passions yeah as they like whisper and like crouch through the woods (laughs) just looking for a mythical creature it's like i don't know if you've ever been in the class where like you're not supposed to laugh and like you start your friend and you're sitting next to your best and your best friends in the class and you just like one person starts laughing and then it's just like impossible to not laugh it was like one of those moments when when someone said they saw Bigfoot and then everyone was supposed to be like super quiet because it was really important that it we happened all saw like Bigfoot ten times. Ten like, times. I think. I, I think. Wait. What, what was that? Like. And then you're all just like. Oh, I was in fuck. pain. I was. Yeah. We were all in pain from like withholding laughter. But we did it. And they're probably hamming it up too with the cameras present. The so, guides. So oh, yeah. so this guy Abe brought his own night vision camera, mm. and I actually downloaded the entire video because he uploaded it a couple months ago, and it has like pretty good internal audio. And I kind of want to make like a little cut out of it and put it on like it's probably not YouTube or anything, but maybe like put it on Patreon or something. Or, like, a oh, of like channel. a view, like a behind the scenes. Yeah, just because like our our former employer doesn't own the footage because. We mm, didn't. We didn't yeah. film it. So like, it's there's a lot of behind. So the this scenes. is like a lost video, basically, for you guys with the yeah. Well, like we foot. we made the video, but like there's like this behind the scenes thing where they did an interview with all of us after. And Got it. It was pretty. We, but we were in this town, Reamer, for I want to say at least seven days. Oh my god. We were there for a long time because when we when we talked to that first motel owner and he like closed the blinds and was all intense. He was like, "You got to wait for Abe to get here." He gets here on Saturday, and it was like Monday. <laughs> we were like, All right. So we uh, were like, screw while we were there, we, we're going to we stay there, in the town. We, we edited and the 4th of July video. Okay. Yeah. So we made like the 4th of July video. I for edited the 4th of July video while Andrew and Evan drank whiskey at the dive bar. Like yeah, so we edited that. It was I, a challenging <laughs> process. It, yeah, super group effort on that one. I think we like punished and Nick for losing footage for <laughs> by like making him edit that. I deleted it. <laughs> yeah, I deleted some footage. I punished myself, <laughs> I punished myself there. No, yeah. yeah, that was self-flagellation. Um, that video is at like seven million now. It's crazy. But I, I just wanted to metrics, take this. Metrics. I want to take some time to uh, to air out my first experience uh, filming for for all gas no breaks. Um, I started. Tra- I was hitchhiking with Andrew before, all g- in between quarter confessions and all gas no breaks, and he knew he wanted to do a traveling show. And there was wasn't really a clear vision at this time, so we were kind of air punching, and uh, we were on the beach in Miami, and Andrew came up with this multiple scenarios, multiple shoots for backstory for why he was gonna do all gas no breaks, and both of them, 
which was the first things I ever filmed with him, involved him getting completely naked. <laughs> and so the first oh, thing we told me this. the first thing we ever did was he's were I guess we were we were gonna pretend that he was like an alien getting to Earth and he wakes up on the beach naked. Yes, and he told me this he before. Told you about yes. that. Yeah. So um I'm having to film we had just like both graduated college in New Orleans and like one week later I'm filming Andrew just like naked. Never seen Andrew naked before. I'm he doesn't just, like, seem like a naked guy. No. Like he's I not, that not really threw guy. me off. So we went to this, told me that. So we went to this nude beach, yeah. And he's naked and he's just like wakes up on the beach and so whatever he like goes in the ocean we film this stupid like 30 second thing where he like wakes up disoriented and then like runs into the beach and like we get like a shot of his like confused face and then like three days later he has another idea <laughs> that also involves him getting naked and and this one was i think a, he just wanted to show his dick to you man. and this one was a spray tan and so I don't remember. Oh, it was that he he he's an alien and he wakes up in Miami and he gets to Miami and he sees all of the like like really tan buff people. Mm -hmm. And he thinks that to assimilate, he has to get tan and buff. So we go to this spray tanning booth where he gets like the darkest spray tan possible. <laughs> oh, and he's like completely naked in this booth. And he I'm filming it. Cause it's like my job at the time <laughs> to film my friend, like get getting this like spray tan and sh and the woman is just like spraying like, like vertically <laughs> up in the air. Oh, like under they between have to manually do it. Manually. It's not a machine. It's a woman with a gun spraying oh. this stuff on my friend. Anyway, or a man or a person. How much, or, how much anyway. is that? Well, it was a woman in this case is what I'm saying. And how much was it? I don't remember. I'm just thinking, like, how much <laughs> yeah, are they making per spray down? Because that's like you could do it. That ranks up there in like a bad, right. bad job. But anyway, list. he he gets Dirty out of there. Dirty jobs, micro. He gets much. out of the spray tan booth, and um, and like th I think that the spray tans get like progressively darker as time goes on. So like one hour, two hours after the spray tan, mm -hmm. it just was. Like the tone was just like way too intense <laughs> and like potentially offensive. Yes. So um, I just I just remember this moment where the sun hits him and I look up at him and I was like, no, 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 like we have to. Yeah, I think he FaceTimed Evan like, is this bad? And he we're like, it's bad. He FaceTimed me and he was like, <laughs> we're doing like a spray tan scene. Like, does this look okay? And I was like, I mean, have you seen Tropic Thunder? Yeah, and he was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like, like, went yeah, so back he to rushed, the hotel. No, he rushed on me. There's this. He literally <laughs> broke. He like sprinted. Like at the moment we decided, realized that Andrew was basically walking around Miami in like blackface. He like sprinted to the nearest like restroom and just like scrubbed it off. Oh, it comes but, off. Yeah. I mean, oh, I wasn't sure if you. It like, still was there. If you like work it really was, hard at it, he scraped a lot. He scraped the offensive ness off of it. Yeah. I wasn't sure because that was not the intention of the of the bit. Because I was gonna say, like, did he have to be blackface for like weeks? But no, I guess <laughs> it, I have my answer. Gets, what what I didn't know is it gets progressively darker over time. So like, you get that base layer on, and then you like it's not enough. Give me some more. You yeah, walk yeah. you walk around, and it just keeps getting darker. Oh yeah. God! <laughs> so for any dudes who are insecure about being pale, yeah, and that's how it started. Careful. Was that someone on the beach was like, you're. Andrew was like, how do I become the ideal Miami man? And they were like, you need more sun. You're so pale. They're like bullying him for being pale skinned. But then we went to the tanning booth and that's when. And then you guys didn't use out. any of this for all gas, right? None of this 
ever saw the light of day. It was just purely like basically to torment me because I had to do two consecutive nude shoots with my friend on the first week of (laughs) a new job and my first week like out of college <laughs> like right. I, I was like this is ins- this is because like i didn't know the surprising thing to me was when he said that there was like this backstory to all gas no breaks like he had a narrative in his head that he was supposed to be this alien i mean talking. well it's like that would if if he did put that out there i don't think it would have hit like it did because the but it's funny because it gives it's the reason uh why he just sits there silently with the mic which is like right. i think why like a main reason why it blew up so big is that he just would sit there and hold the mic and have right. that dazed look. Right. And I mean, that, that was like what he was famous for. Right. And the alien thing was definitely like overthinking it. But it but led to right. like the he perfect thing. The perfect thing being Nick's. Which is like a perfect little right. accident. You know, sometimes that's yeah. the way it works, but right. that's very end the blackface. <laughs> yeah. We have, we have just an unbelievable amount of footage that We'll probably never see the light of day because we don't. Own I it. couldn't even imagine. Oh, you don't own that. Yeah. I was gonna say, dude, that's the that's the two thousand dollar a month tier as you get to the, see that Andrew blackface footage. That <laughs> <laughs> if you pay us two hundred thousand dollars a month, you can have that video. That video sure. is, um, I don't, yeah, no way. I, it's only exists on my camera roll. It'd be, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's on my camera roll too. It's on Nick Trion. Do you have it? <laughs> Do you have a? The clip where he's like, "Is this offensive?" Do you have him realizing I, it? Uh, I, I have. have a I have, I have a text it. screenshot of him being like, "Is this too much?" I have a <laughs> picture of being like, "Dude, what the fuck?" <laughs> I have. A, I have a picture of him that would like disqualify him for running to, for president if I ever like. I mean, I'm it's sure. like, it's not quite Trudeau level, but it's like getting there. <laughs> so I don't know if it really disqualifies you because you probably have to cut this out. You no, can't, you can't make no, like you, a, you can't make like a a clip of like all gas no breaks was <laughs> in blackface. No, there's context <laughs> to it. Yeah, it was spray tan, and he yeah. immediately scrubbed it off. That's true. He knew what was going. He on. immediately scrubbed it. It's he like he was not trying to like, do that. He was trying yeah, to get tan. Yeah, it's like saying a bad word and taking it back. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> no, I mean he <laughs> didn't. You know, yeah. he didn't even say the bad word. It was completely unintentional, and the the idea that that would even happen it was never occurred to it us was even really. innocence but childlike whimsy yeah just childlike uh, whimsy you know um well we're pretty much almost done with this but is there <laughs> any final i mean any final tidbits you guys want to give now that your memory is jogged any mm. final moments from the road um or from the saga oh yeah and along the lines of like crashing large vehicles we filmed with these frat boys in michigan because we went to Lansing after people like tried to like take over the Michigan State Capitol. Oh yeah. And kidnap Gretchen Whitmer during the who's the yeah. Michigan governor for context during like the twenty twenty election era. And like there was supposed to be some like big sort of Michigan's like the largest militia state mm-hmm. other than Texas and there's supposed to be a big sort of militia presence. And we wanted to interview a bunch of oath keepers and like three percenters and all those people. And uh it got super rained out, so we were like, fuck. And, like, we were under contract at the time. Like, we didn't, we weren't independent. So yeah. we were like, all right, we need to come up with a video. We have to get this done or else, like, we're spending money that isn't ours and, like, we're going to be screwed. So we're driving around Lansing, Mis- East Lansing, Michigan, and we, uh, we're driving the RV and, uh, like, out of these bushes come these, like, four, like, shit-faced uh, <laughs> uh, Michigan State college students who are just, like, these wide-eyed guys who just start screaming and, like, basically just like crushing beer cans on their own foreheads 
and uh, we're like, okay, I think we found our characters. <laughs> so we just we these they invite us to like their fraternity party, and we go to their fraternity party, and it's like this house of guys who go to Michigan State, who um, each of them has their own like ridiculous nickname. Like one was called one called himself El Chapo. That was the best. Mm. He and was like his a, catchphrase was El Chapo Strong. He was, <laughs> like, <laughs> he was like this. He looked like a marshmallow. He looked like the Pillsbury Doughboy. He looked like the yeah. Pillsbury Doughboy. And then there was uh, a guy who called himself uh, the Tony Soprano of East Lansing, and he <laughs> okay. he he had like uh, he was my favorite. He had he slurred his words. <laughs> And insane. He's like, I'm the Tony Soprano of East Lansing. <laughs> like, why? And he was like, they just call me that. He's like, for no reason. He's and then the there's Tony a guy Soprano. who's like, then we're gonna blow, then we're gonna schlau. And he was on hella steroids. And like that guy, yeah, Zach. All yeah. the girls hated him for being such a like. I think he got like three drinks poured on his head in his he, own house. He was kind of the life. Oh, you're talking about that guy. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh no, that Zach guy. was cool. That guy was. You're talking about that. That's the guy who got blow. Then what? He got a. We're gonna blow. Then we're gonna he schlau. Got a truly poured on his schlau? head. Schlau, it probably means have sex. But yeah, this was a, this was also <laughs> like a very like like height of COVID sort of moment where we were just sort of like the like masked guys like going through college parties that like didn't care about yeah. COVID and and they were just like yeah they were just like screaming like like fuck Corona reopen the fucking I, bar. Just imagine Any, just like, anyways, so yeah. like we're just hanging out out front conducting these interviews and the. They're the like, we're gonna the, light a couch the, on fire. The, they're getting really drunk. They light a couch on fire. It almost oh my burns God. the house down. Yeah. Cops pull up. They they pull up to Andrew, who had literally hadn't even been drinking, and they pull up to him. And <laughs> I don't know how he thought of this, but he just looks at them and he just goes, "I've only had five beers." It's <laughs> <laughs> like sixteen-year-old brain too. Yeah. And then they were like, "All right, whatever." So like they just go through. They clear the house out. And I go to pull, I go to pull the RV out, and I, I pull it out of the driveway, and I just rip out the house's gutter. Oh boy! Just tear it out. And so, like, <laughs> if you're a homeowner, or like you rent a house, and you're an adult, probably over the age of 22, that's a huge mistake. Oh that's God. gonna cost you a ton of money. That sucks. Mm-hmm. And these kids just walk outside their house and just start cheering. They're like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> you tore out our roof! Yeah! <laughs> so, that was another RV story. Jesus. That was a good one. And and they, everyone there freestyled, and it was it was some of the some of the most entertaining. I forgot about that. That was a good freestyle. Oh, boy. Yeah. But there was yeah. some good rapping. There was some really good rapping. Actually, our our YouTube header and our Patreon header is the logo with the East Lansing skyline. Because, because Lansing is because probably where we had the worst time. Uh, of all the times <laughs> we had on the road, Lansing, Michigan was probably the most miserable and most bored we ever were. That time. And that's why. Who was that EDM DJ who invited us to There was to a guy house? who called himself, uh, what the fuck did he call himself? Skeptic. Oh yeah, an skeptic. EDM DJ named EDM skeptic DJ in med school who claimed to be at the top of his class invited named us, skeptic invited us to his he didn't house for white clothes. In anything. <laughs> at this point, at this point in time, all gas no breaks. Like, didn't feel like too big to where like we would like like it'd be weird to like show up to a fan's house or something. Yeah, Someone, people would invite. We'd post like we're in Michigan or whatever, and people would be like, "Come through our house. We have like, yeah, beers yeah. for you." We would go at that point in time because it wasn't that big, and that's how we ended up at Skeptic's attic. Listening to his like, like, custom mashups of like Drake and um, like dubstep music. Has that has that ever gone south? Like the just showing up at somebody's random 
You guys seem to like mesh into like any scenario pretty well. Well, we had one moment in uh, Gainesville, Florida, where we had like probably like 25, 30 fans show up because it's like a big college town. Yeah. And like get an RV and go get in the RV and the go last from time like we ever one bar this. to the other bar. And we just figured out like how many people we could like call to a bar in the, in the middle of nowhere. It was like all of a sudden overnight. And like, and like understand, we just kind of instantly understood the power dynamic. And we are like, this is probably a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> but like up until, I mean, we were like in our, you know, we were like 22, 23. Yeah, like, 100%. We were just like making these stupid videos. We are like, oh my God, maybe this is really irresponsible. Maybe we shouldn't be doing this. Well, it really happened overnight like that. It did. We, we had been posting like, we're here, we're there, we're there for like a while. And like one time, in Gainesville, Florida, it was like like two dozen people showed up and we're like, oh, shit. That's different. I mean, Andrew still crowdsources a lot, but he's kind of like matured. He'll be like, hey, he'll where can I get a tailpipe? Yeah, like, he'll ask for like a to my arrow. The crowdsourcing <laughs> has become more of like a more of like a, a joke amongst us. <laughs> like a serious thing. Dude, that's I mean, that's <laughs> a great resource. Like to be it's able to actually just, like, it's actually a terrible resource. Really? <laughs> yeah, because, well? because people will hit you up about everything other than like what you what you need. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so yeah. much easier to just go like a traditional route to like acquire something or oh, get a well, service. Oh, yeah, like like Andrew especially posts a lot about like film stuff like, "Yo, I need like where can I get a green screen?" and I'm just like I'm thinking, right. like, dude, I could tell you. Just, like, fucking text right. me the question. Yeah. Like, right. you know so many people that work in film in L.A. that could just tell you the answer. Right. Why are you asking, like, a bunch in of random? Instead, <laughs> we get, like, thousands of DMs that are like, I don't have, like, a, a microphone, but I got, like, a volcano vaporizer. Yeah, exactly. Like, my house, bro. Like, I was just like, how many other people are like, yo, I got that for you. And I don't you message them, and then they're like, I can't actually, do, I don't. I, I can't do, like, reply. a black box thing, but, like, I do have a recording studio, and my homie makes beats. Yeah, yeah exactly. also, I'm in Germany. <laughs> Yo, yeah, if you guys can make it out here, like, honestly, to the UK, then I can, I have a green screen for you. Expecting anything else is just, like, you'd, you'd just be foolish. No, yeah. It's, a, I, I love that shit. I would do the same thing. Someone would ask me for something hyper-specific that they had the resources to acquire by themselves. So, <laughs> just bothered them. You guys kind of stopped otherwise, like, the going to their houses, though? Oh, absolutely. Completely stopped doing that. I'm we, not trying to grill you about we it. Would, I, I would. Funny. Okay, okay. If if we're in like a super remote place, and, and we just like kind of insane well, here, that we even th- have there's anyone a difference. That knows who we are? There's, we're down. there's a difference though because like if you like meet someone at the bar, and you're like we're passing through, like yeah. we, we like we're doing da da da, and they like invite you to their house, which is pretty common. Yeah. And then you go there and you have some beers and you like meet their like wife or something and like they have some friends come through. Like that's that's cool. That's normal. Yeah. Yeah. But like. Meeting up with people off of, like, the internet is just, like, it's not necessarily always that good because, like, it's just it's just kind of a strange dynamic. Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm. But if you're really somewhere super remote, like, we met this we met this really sick girl named Sage when we were in Reamer doing the Bigfoot thing. And, like, anytime we're in Minneapolis or, like, Reamer, like, we hang out with Sage because she was the only person who was, like, close to our age in the town. And she was hella cool. So, like, for the whole the whole time we were there every night after like filming and like waiting for two hours at the diner for food and like just having having an all around terrible time we'd, in like, the hang video out she's titled as as like lib like local liberal <laughs> because everyone else in the town is like believes in bigfoot yeah and, and is like hey that's not conservative believes brother, in bigfoot or yeah. sells meth or sells meth shout out sage sage is tight and sage is just a regular person 
she was the savior. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. 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 Anybody that I've ever met, just like in person, that listens to the podcast has been cool. Mm-hmm. I have never had. If you're listening to this right now, and I've met you, I've never. You know, I, I must have thought you were cool because I haven't had like a weird. Yeah. I'm probably the weird one, dude. But anyway, boys. Um, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. We've I just realized how long we've been recording. Yeah. Uh, you got anything to plug? Before you leave, uh, I mean, watch, I know you have a big one that's like not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Watch um, Kevin Hart's new Netflix series because huh. it's really good. <laughs> yeah, plug, plug, plug I, I watched the entire season in one go. You're not paying me to say this. Eric, what is it called? It's called True Story. Oh, that one. That Kevin. got like 33 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. True Story got 33 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's got 100 percent in my book. Number one, what's number it one on Netflix. It's about it's about a night. It's about a night in a comedian's life where he thinks he's just going out and things take a crazy turn. Oh, and you, you would know never even it's know. Crazy. You never even know the ways that it goes, and it just keeps surprising you. And shout out it's to Kevin movie. Hart and all his people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like a, it's a movie or is it a show? It's a TV show. Okay. It's about seven or eight episodes, and it's just the greatest. About one night. It's just the greatest damn thing you've ever seen. Okay, I might have to watch this. Actually. You're gonna have to watch it. Me. It's actually fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> we got to plug Trout and Coffee, of course. Trout and Coffee. Shout out Trout and Coffee. I want to give a shout out to Eric Rosen. He does the best chess gambit ASMR shit on YouTube. All right. He's doing the photography for the World Chess Championship. I'm gonna see you in Dubai, bro. Wow. Is this some of you're a fan of, or are you yeah. friends with them? No, I mean, like, I literally have no no mutual friends with this guy at all. Okay, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, um, guys, thank you so much. Thanks for coming on the pod. Thank you for and having us. Thank you for, for having listening. us.